Hey, Larry here, Axe 29 today. Coming to you from the world headquarters in sunny, windy Chiang Mai, Thailand. Well, today I'm gonna to talk about a couple of things, just bring you up to date on a few things and then uh, we'll go to the word. So uh, we're gonna get started. This race that you're running was not given to the strong. I know sometimes you're worried and faith is hard to find. You feel you never reach the finish line. So I want to thank you for. <clears throat> tuning in today this is uh, unedited raw coverage I uh, I don't have the big studio and all the uh, professional stuff to do uh, all that kind of fancy stuff so uh, just bear with me as uh I just do what I can do. So today I want to talk about a couple of different things. Uh, one of the things is I just want to bring you up to date on... Uh, some changes that I'm making with kind of some of the programming content. Uh, Would you like to learn to play worship piano? No, I wouldn't. It's all what happens when you're live. So, uh, a couple of updates that I have. I, uh, I wrote in the blog yesterday that uh, about one of them, about the blog, and uh, it was my goodbye blog because I'm... Uh, I've been feeling for some time that I need to uh, cut the blog and use that time to uh, to write more ebooks now about different subjects and to get a lot of spiritual food out that way. So I'm going to be using the time to from the blog to do that, and then for the podcast, I'll be going back through the blog material that I've been doing for the last, well, I think seven years. It was 2000, January 2013 when I wrote my first blog. So I'm going to be using material from that to uh, to go into the podcast and, and uh, pick out some of the the better blogs that the Holy Spirit leads me to. 
so I'm going to be uh, doing that also. That'll give me more time to, to write some ebooks on different things. Uh, and I finished the three books, and those are available. Uh, I put the link on my last blog post at www.axe29today.com. You can uh, download the books there. Or you can go to the website under the search bar and put books, and you'll also find them there. Or you can email me your email address, and I'll, I'll send, send them to you. So my mission is really... Uh, I got some scripture out of Matthew 24, you know, and that's the one where he talks about the end times and all that. But, but later on, <clears throat> he, he, there's a couple verses, and one is in uh, verse 45 and 46. It says, Who then is the faithful, thoughtful, and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household? to give to the others the food and supplies at the proper time. So who is that faithful, thoughtful servant whom the master's put in charge over his household? Well, he's the one who's giving to the others the food and supplies at the proper time. Now, this whole chapter is talking about the end time, the end Verse 46 says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied is that servant whom when his master comes he will find so doing. Doing what? Giving to others the food and supplies at the proper time. So that verse, those verses have always really spoke to me, and I believe that's my mandate and destiny from here on out. Uh, a big part of it is to be giving out to the others the food and supplies at the proper time and I believe that you know this is the proper time to be doing that so that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a turn uh, of events that I'm gonna be doing uh, differently from here on out. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about today is uh, personalizing the scripture. Because this really helps with our identity in Christ. Identity is so extremely important in our walk with the Lord that we take on that identity put on that identity he talks about it like like putting on clothes put on Christ put on Christ and this comes comes with identity and one of the ways that I really find helpful is in identity is personalizing the scripture especially in the prayers that Paul was praying in the epistles. I'll just share one real quick identity story with you. Um, and it's in all the, some of the books anyway. 
but when I was working at a truck driving school, uh, I was a yard instructor. That, that meant I was teaching people how to back up and park the trailer to a dock and, and work in close quarters. And that was the yard training. And then I was also a road instructor. So I would take people who had never even been in a semi-truck before and teach them how to shift the gears on a shifting course off the main road and then eventually take them on the main road and drive with them around in all kinds of different situations. Uh, not for the faint of heart. It was a pretty weird deal. But at one point, me and the uh, director of training were sent to a certain truck driving company to, to train all their, their new recruits. So they would recruit people and then we would take them through the course at their, at their location. So me and this other guy went there and I was doing the yard and road instructing and he was the director of training. Well, at one point in time, his back was bad and he was having a lot of serious problems. So he was going to have to go in for surgery. So the owner of the company I worked for told him to tell me that I was going to be the new director of training there because I knew everything that went on. And they'd send over another yard and road instructor. Well, I didn't want to do that because I didn't know what the director of training did. I had no clue. And uh, so I didn't want to do that. I wanted to keep doing what I was doing. So I said, no, it's okay. I'll pass, you know. Well, it, it got closer to his surgery date. And the big boss said, well, you tell Larry that, uh, that he's the new director of training. And if he doesn't want to do that, then, you know, he's going to have to look for another job. So I was kind of between the old rock and the hard place. So reluctantly I agreed but in my head and my heart I was still not the new director of training you know I just hadn't accepted it at all and then one day um, actually the day before I was going to step into the new role as director of training they uh, somebody brought me by a brand new company jacket and it said Larry on it and right below that it said director of training and I was like oh my word you gotta be kidding me so later that afternoon after everybody was gone home I was in our little office and the new jacket was hanging up there and uh, so I went over took the jacket off the hanger and put it on. I went in the bathroom and I stood in front of the mirror and I said, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the new director of training, Larry Beck. And it was like something happened when I did that and all of a sudden, I was, I was the new director of training. That's who I was. I, I just accepted it right there in that moment of introduction.
and I introduced myself as the new director of training. <laughs> and when I walked out of the bathroom, <laughs> when I walked in, I was the road and yard uh, instructor, and when I walked out, I was the new director of training. <laughs> I had put on a new identity. And the next morning when the new class came in, the head of the, of the truck driving company there that we were working for, he introduced me as the director of training, not the new director, the director of training, because these people didn't know that I was new. They didn't know, they had no clue. To them, I was the director of training, probably had been for who knows how long. And that was my identity. From then on, they referred to me as the director of training. And it was just a real lesson for me, you know, in real life uh, about identity. So these are really important things in, in, in identity, this uh, personalizing the scripture. So in Colossians 1, you know, I always love these prayers. And Paul's praying, you know, and he says we, uh, he says that, you know, they're, that he's praying for these people. And so he says in verse 9, For this reason we also from the day we heard of it have not ceased to pray and make special requests for you, asking that you may be filled with the full, deep, clear knowledge of his will, and his will is his word, in all spiritual wisdom, in comprehensive insight. Comprehensive means many-sided insight into the ways and purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things. And that sounds wonderful, you know. I mean, I read that, and that's that's awesome, you know, that these people would be filled to the full, deep, clear knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and insight, understanding, and discernment of spiritual things. That's amazing. It's wonderful. But when you personalize it, it goes like this. Father... I thank you that I am filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and insight into your ways and purposes, and that I am also filled with all understanding and discernment of spiritual things. That changes everything, folks. I mean, that, that personalizes it. That, that says that's me. The next word, verse, I would pray, I thank you, Father, that I walk, that I live and conduct myself in a manner worthy of you. And I thank you that I am fully pleasing to you and desiring to please you in all things, that I bear fruit in every good work, and that I am steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of you, with a fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. 
verse 11. I thank you, Father, that I am invigorated and that I am strengthened with all power according to your might and glory. I thank you that I exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance and forbearance with joy. I thank you, Father, that you have qualified and made me fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of saints, God's holy people in light. I thank you, Father, that you have delivered and drawn me to yourself out of the control of the dominion of darkness. And I thank you, Father, that you have transferred me into the kingdom of the Son of your love, in whom I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. That's amazing to me. When I started praying those scriptures like that, it just... It, it, it was putting on Christ for me. It, it was bringing me into my identity in a much greater way. So you can read those verses in Colossians 1. That was down to uh, verse 15. And you can see the difference of what the way I prayed it, personalizing it, and, and the way it reads normally. So that uh, that is something that you see in these different books. And there's many prayers that you can pray like that that'll really, really help with identity. Now in verse 15, it says, Now he, that's Jesus, is the exact likeness of the unseen God the visible representation of the invisible. He is the firstborn of all creation. And then it talks further about what he did. But I was noticing today that how fantastic it is that he is the exact likeness of the unseen God. And then it says the visible representation of the invisible. So you're seeing something that is visible that is representing the invisible that you can't see. You can't see God, but you can see Jesus. And he's the exact likeness of God that you can't see. And so I wanted to put that into a natural setting so that I could understand it even better. And I thought of, uh, or the Holy Spirit really gave me the thought about a wind tunnel. So, you know, we, we can't see the wind, but we can see the effects of the wind because the, the wind is invisible. But in a wind tunnel, they add smoke into the wind and it becomes visible. In a wind tunnel, they put a, a, a mock-up airplane in there so they can see 
the airflow over the wings and the control surfaces of the aircraft. And I thought, wow, that is, that is amazing. Yeah, you can't see the wind, but in a wind tunnel you can because you can see the smoke. The smoke is the exact likeness of the wind that is invisible that you can't see. So you can see the exact likeness of something that can't be seen because there's something that is visible representing the invisible. So when you look in the wind tunnel with the smoke, now you actually, you see the wind and how it goes over a wing surface. When you change the wing surface, how the wind changes over that surface. And that's how they were able to develop so many things in aviation, was being able to make visible the invisible. Well, Jesus was the, the physical example to see of the unseen God, because he is the exact likeness of, that, of God the Father. So, and we see him in the Word every day. So, those are just a few thoughts I had today that I uh, wanted to share and uh, touch base with you on. I'm going to be starting, I, I, I've had a YouTube channel for a long time, I've just never done anything with it or on it, because I <clears throat> I really didn't know much about it, but I've been impressed to, to get some things up there and, and start doing some, uh, some videos. So I will be starting that up here pretty soon. So, I think that is probably, probably uh, enough for today. So, I want to uh, we bow down I want to thank you and for tuning in today and spending a few minutes with me. I appreciate your time, and I uh, hope you got some food and spiritual supply out of this today, and uh, we'll be doing more. See you next time.